What's up, everybody? Happy fucking Tuesday. Woo! Had a nice little uh, break, a nice little vacation. Um, went down to Florida, visited my, my dad. He retired uh, a couple weeks ago, so we had a nice little retirement party on Saturday. Um, so I drove down Thursday, drove back Saturday. Actually, drove back Sunday, so it was a long fucking weekend, but 15 hours each way. Let me tell you, that was fucking fun with a 19-month-old in the back seat, and that was great. Um, but uh, overall, it was a great weekend, and uh, I'm glad to be back and needed yesterday to recuperate. But we got a full week of shows ahead of you guys. We got a, a great show tonight. Um, tomorrow night, we have the headliner for the December 8th Toys for Tots show at the HMAC in Harrisburg. Uh, Never Wake will be on tomorrow. And then on Thursday, we have my boy... Kulik on, and then Friday we have the band Beauty School Dropout. So we got a bunch of good stuff coming on this week. But let's just go ahead and get to this now, shall we? If you are struggling, do not isolate. If you're feeling hopeless, reach out to somebody. If you're feeling helpless, know that you are not alone in your daily struggles. Your life is important. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. You matter. And now, suck it podcast. And welcome, everybody, to Suck It. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the hell are you guys doing tonight on this beautiful Tuesday, October 19th of the year that is 2021? Guys, man, we just had some uh, good stuff going on, and I'm feeling really, really happy. Um, I know you guys are, too, so I mean, things are just going well, and I just cannot cannot be any happier so you know we've got the uh great week of shows lined up we've got some good stuff coming up uh in the next month we got our 300th episode coming up uh at the beginning of november and then like i said we have the uh december 8th show at the hmac in harrisburg in pennsylvania coming up here soon so we got a bunch of good stuff coming on so i hope you guys have your listening ears on because it ain't going to stop today, it ain't going to stop tomorrow, it ain't going to stop anytime fucking soon, but let's just get this going tonight. So tonight, I have another Pennsylvania band with me, this time out of Scranton, um, and they just released a new single a couple weeks back called Shapeless. The music video is amazing, the song is amazing, um, they're out on tour right now, their next show is this coming Saturday in New York at the Black Oak Tavern. So they got a bunch of good stuff coming on. We'll just go ahead and get them going, and let's go ahead and talk to them. Let's go ahead and bring on the band, Magwas. What's going on, guys? Yo, 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 what's going on? How you guys doing? Freaking awesome. Thanks for having yeah. us. Great. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Happy fucking Tuesday. That's right, man. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a long week. I'm still recovering from that trip down to fucking Florida. Oh, 
I just did the same thing two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Whereabouts were you? Uh, The Orlando area. Uh, Yep. Same exact thing. (laughs) Took us about 19 hours. Uh, Yeah, took me... Took me 15 from uh, from Frederick, Maryland. Oh, wow. wow, nice. Two extra hours from Scranton, but uh, yeah, <laughs> long freaking trip. <laughs> it it was, man. I mean, we we left here Thursday morning about eight o'clock and didn't get there till after midnight. Wow, wow. Mm. crap. Yeah, it was bad. And then <laughs> and then the same thing, same thing coming back on Sunday it was just it was just horrific, but. I did it. Yeah. I'm back. I'm I'm alive. I'm well. I'm all my dad. You know, all things are nice. All things are yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah. so how are you guys doing? How's everything going? You guys just got done for the tour. You saw the the show this coming weekend, but how's everything going? Uh, it's been oh, awesome, great. man. Like, oh gosh, we are. I, I mean, I'm just still recovering <laughs> for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. it's a, lot a lot of driving in a van. A lot. lot of driving. How many hours were you in that van for? Like over thirty, oh, maybe. Yeah, over three hours. At least, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <easily. laughs> yeah. All the late night drives, driving like but we all thought we did. This. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. The show in Boston, we uh, we went out, played. It's like six hours from Scranton, turned around, went all the way back home. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, ridiculous. That, that was that was that was a drive for sure. But it was awesome. It's been a good been good so far. That's a hell of a yeah. that's a hell of a drive. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Get back cool. into the area around seven seven thirty in the morning. Eight o'clock. Sun was coming up. Eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sun was up, man. It wasn't coming up. The sun Everybody was up. in my house was awake, having coffee, getting ready for work. And I was going to bed. <laughs> All right, see you. I looked like shit too. <laughs> but the most important question was, how was the show? Oh, it was oh, awesome. That was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the we show makes it worth shows. it. Yeah, it does make it worth it. I mean, it's. Um, you know, there's nothing better than getting to perform in front of a crowd. I mean, oh, I mean, even even the worst day on stage is better than the best day sitting behind a desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Do that. I mean, that's do my that. opinion on it. <laughs> You're right, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I refuse to ever going to go ever. Well, I mean, I'm behind a desk now, but that doesn't count. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I refuse to ever going back to working to a, a nine to five, doing that. Dying, oh, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it ever again. I could not. Yeah, it doesn't compare to the stage. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do everything I possibly can to avoid that because I mean, it's yeah. you know whether it's yeah. I'm doing this or whether I'm up on stage doing my thing or whatever the case might be. There's nothing better in this world than just talking to people and, and entertaining. Absolutely. Playing some music. Say again? Rocking out. I said playing some music. That's the best part of it for me. I just love it. Love hearing the people react to it. It's just, it's so exhilarating. I just, you can't get enough of it. It's addictive. It really is. I mean, but on both sides of it. I mean, whether you're a oh, fan, yeah. uh, whether you're a fan sitting in the damn crowd or you're up on stage playing your guitar, drums, you know, bass, whatever. It's it is a fucking an addiction like nothing else in this world, and it's amazing. I I cannot get enough of it. I mean, me neither. Yeah, same. Absolutely love it. Yeah, the day the music dies is the day I die. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna be singing, you know, "Bye Bye Miss American Pie," though. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, 
the the song came out a couple weeks ago, and um, mm-hmm. it's badass, by the way. Oh, thank, um, you. thank you, thank you, thank you. So, out of the gate, I'm more of the metalcore, you know, deathcore guy. I'm hard. I love hard, 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 hard music. But when so, I can yeah. find a, you know, an emo leaning like you guys describe yourself as alternative band you know however you want to look at it you know emo core or you know whatever mm-hmm. that has that good you know metal appeal that you guys have it's fucking phenomenal you know there's another band that i'm really good friends with out of indiana called Calm named the karma kids who have that same type mm-hmm. of you know sound and you know they're that good you know, hey, when you're not listening to metal, listen to this type stuff, and it's oh, hell yeah, it's yeah, fucking fuck phenomenal. Yeah. I love that shit. I oh, appreciate yeah, that. Oh, Thank that's you. Insane. I mean, I think that's yeah, me and Eric are like me and Eric the singer. We love the metal stuff too. I mean, we will oh, yeah. find us at like a a Born of Osiris concert or a Periphery concert or a Veil of Maya yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Like that's where I grew up on like '80s hair metal and only moved forward from there. So. I can trust me. I feel that. So Same. <laughs> we're all we're all metalheads. I'm not sure about Brandon. Do you ever nah, jam, do you ever jam heavy? I, I mean, heavy... I mean, the heaviest like music. I mean, I'll listen to it because like like the other day we're driving the tour van. Who the heck did we listen to, you guys? Oh, uh, Lorna Shore. Oh, Lorna Shore. And I was like, oh, and you know That's what? Ridiculous. Though? I, you gotta get it. It's ridiculous. It's like, and I always wonder like how like where will they take that genre? And that's a band I'd say, like, after listening to them, because I have heard other, I guess, heavier songs before. After hearing whatever that song was, I forget. It was kind of like viral recently. I forget the name. Uh, of the song Into the Hellfire. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know I mean? you kind of hear it, like, okay, okay, I see, I see, I see how this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually had a conversation with another band um, last week um, out of Tucson about this exact subject. Um, the. The things that Will Ramos does with his voice on that song is amazing. It's, it's stupid. It's, it's it, it really is. And what's even better for me is um, when I scroll through YouTube, I've seen, I don't even know how many, like the vocal coaches react to type yeah. channels where they react to his vocal, you know, prowess, I guess you could call it. Um, and none of them. And I'm talking like some of these classically trained opera singers had nothing negative to say about this dude. They were all like how impressed they were with his transitions and how smooth everything was and how everything clean everything was. Mm-hmm. And uh, they even compared to some of it to his live performances too. And they're like, we don't understand. All we know is that the dude <laughs> is amazing. And you know, and yes. and that's and and that's the thing right there that you mentioned. You know, where could they go with this genre? Mm-hmm. I think right now, because of that, and because what he's doing, and the fact that, like I said, some of these operatic fucking vocal coaches have nothing negative to say right now about him. I think that's mm-hmm. where it could go. I mean, it's gonna go even bigger. I mean, yeah. people are fanatical about it right now, and it's it's amazing. And uh, the genre of whether it's deathcore or, you know, whatever genre it is on that side, you know, metal and rock are back and stronger than ever. Absolutely. And it's, Absolutely. it's and I don't even want to say it's back because it's never gone away, but mm-hmm. it is 
bigger and better than it has been in fucking forever. And I'm loving it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's because like we had like this long stretch of like, you know, a lot of electronic music and especially like they were even getting it incorporated into like metal and rock and stuff. And I think that you're almost coming back to this point where people are realizing like how much fun it is to see a band and listen to a band with like, it's it just, it's just, it feels great again. Like, I don't know. And I, like, I would agree with you. I think that all this yeah. music's coming back and it's, stronger than it has been in, yeah, and in I, years and i'm ready yeah. to see it go all the way to the top baby. yeah, yeah. I think people and it's, and it's real yeah for granted too when it went away during covid and now everything's back and man there's nothing better than a rock show oh absolutely mm -hmm. i mean i've been to two so far this year um Sweet. i went and saw gemini syndrome uh in harrisburg and then awesome. I, I just went um to a festival down in uh, danville virginia uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I went to that. Um, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. How was that? <sighs> <laughs> I heard good and bad. I saw so many like contrasting articles. and I. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was nothing but positive. Good. Great. There you go. That's what I like to hear. That's what um, I like to hear. <laughs> nothing but positive for me. And uh, there, I, I saw a lot of the negative. Mm -hmm. But it was, in my opinion, it was very minuscule, uh, the amount of negative, And I think a lot of it got blown out of proportion. Um, yeah. the only thing that I, if I was a paid guest that I would have been pissed about is the distance between, uh, stages. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So like wow. they were at, you know, the, the furthest one to the, to the, you know, to the one closest to the gate was probably three to 400 yards minimum. Oh, um, so if if I would didn't have my media pass and can go back at stage and run back and forth between some of these stages really really quickly, I I would have been dead after four days. I don't know how some of these people did it. I really don't. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I can imagine. But overall, I mean, it was a fantastic show. Um, you know, I, I got to meet a lot of cool people, make a lot of cool connections. Um, the best part about it for me was meeting people like y'all. Um, <laughs> the small independent regional bands. Um, that's honestly what I paid attention to that most of that weekend. Um, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I went and saw, you know, some of the bigger bands. Yeah, I went and did that, but I probably saw 35 to 40 smaller independent bands that weekend. Um, cause per, leading up to that, that event, I did a lot of press coverage for it and I actually interviewed 50 of the bands that were going to be performing that weekend. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I did 50 episodes leading up to it. So I, I, I owed a lot to those small indie bands that were performing that, yeah. that week, and I wanted to make sure that I was there to support them. So it was a, it was a fucking amazing time. But yeah, um, yeah, but then the rest of the year, I've got another show on Saturday. Then I've got, I'm going to go see In This Moment in Silver Springs. There then you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that one. Then I got. Ice Nine Kills and Ginger next month. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw Ginger's on tour. Yeah, that's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, Ginger, where she she's at Baltimore Soundstage, I think is where she's at, uh, for up where I'm at. And then, uh, yeah. and then I'm going to go see Evanescence and Hailstorm in December. Oh, wow. Very cool. nice. Very cool. funny, funny story about Ginger. I, uh, we played this place it's closed, since closed since we played. But there's this, uh, you see this venue in Scranton called uh, the Irish Wolf Pub. And they all know about it. It's a super small, it was a super small, like little, like kind of like a dive bar. And dive Ginger bar sure. played there once on tour. 
And I have no idea how the hell that happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause they're freaking mass. I mean, they're awesome. And uh, I mean, that venue was like, I like the lighting there was like heat lamps. You know what I mean? Like it was like one of those, like just like straight up, you know, uh, one of those. It was venues. a metal club through and through is what it was. And it was like, yeah, a, yeah. You know, it's got that vibe to it where oh, you're yeah. like, oh, this is, this is sick, but also, like, a little too dirty, but, like, still yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that, the that beer was, was the like, like piss warm coming out of the tap. <laughs> <laughs> something else. But it was still beer. It was still beer. But we, but we oh, loved it. it. We still beer. And we still you drank know? it. But, but Ginger played there once on tour, and that was, like, I remember, like, I didn't go to this, but I know some people who went to that show and they couldn't believe that they fucking played there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I mean, over the My years, cousin's husband is like a die hard metal fan. Yeah, he was. Go ahead. Wait. Oh. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You're good. Yeah. Oh, you, my bad. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, my cousin's husband was at that show, and he was like, he couldn't believe it, but apparently it wasn't even that packed. And he was like, front row seeing Ginger perform uh, uh, <laughs> right in the Wolf Pub. Yeah. That's that was crazy. pretty wild. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. Uh, music is back better than ever. I mean, and. Um, the amount of tours that are going on right now and the amount of new music that's been coming out. I mean, over the last four or five Fridays, like it has been ridiculously amazing with some of the stuff that's come out. I mean, we've got, we've had the new, uh, excuse me, the, the debut album from spirit box, which is my candidate for album of the year. Um, then asking Alexandria came out with stuff. Wage war came out with stuff. Um, Ice Nine Kills just came out with their new album this past Friday. Trivium came out with a new album. The list goes on and on and on and on. And it's it's not even done yet. It, I mean, some of the best music I've heard in years is coming out. And I'm just, I am floored by it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone had time yeah, to prepare during COVID. And now it's coming back and it's like everyone's ready to get going. I mean, that's the reason we went on the tour and we were to have stuff ready now. You have all that time to prepare. We had nothing else to do, and it's like you, now you're just itching to get back out there and show the world what you've been doing for the last, you know, 18, 20 months. Yeah. So that's what you guys focused on while you guys were, you know, in lockdown. Was just writing the new album, getting stuff ready to go, or what else did you guys do? Uh, yeah, it was a lot of a lot of. We did uh, okay. So when COVID first hit. We already had planned our, our release schedule for the last record, One of Us Is Lying, and that just went as planned. So we just, like, released everything over, like, a six-month span, kind of. I think it was a little bit shorter than that. But um, everything came out, and then things started to get a little bit better with COVID, and, and uh, we went back in the studio, recorded this record coming out now with Shapeless and the last song, Drifter. Um, and in that spare time, we really started to focus on our live show, what we wanted to bring equipment wise how we want to start uh, presenting ourselves in this new light um mostly because before covid that was like our transition from like being a cover band in our area to being a full-on only originals band you know we kind of made that transition essentially going into covid um and now we're out we're full-time like all original music band that's all we do we you know now we're touring we're playing you know abh back like you mentioned the sherman theater um and yeah we, we basically just spent the time 
picking the goals that we wanted to hit. Now we're now we're out here executing. That's kind of where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Yeah, and um, and it's the best time to do it. It really is because I mean people are craving it. I mean people are a hundred percent craving it more so than they ever have. Um, I agree. Because I mean, we took it for granted. We really did. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not just me. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the artists, too, fans did. Yeah. Nobody ever expected anything like this. I mean, how many times have you guys sat at home and then heard about a band coming through town? You're like, oh, you know what? I'll just catch them next time. Yeah, I'll get them on mm-hmm. the next bill. <laughs> but then there wasn't a next time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now it's like, okay, fuck this. If it's coming to town, I'm not missing it. I don't care mm-hmm. what it takes. I got to be there. Um, whether I'm a part of the crowd as a you know a fan or whether I'm backstage as a media person, I'm doing every fucking show I possibly can. Yeah. I, I don't care. I'll be deaf by the time I'm 45 for all I give a shit at this point. Um, it, but it's that important. Okay. I mean, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it this way, um, over the last year and a half that we've had, you know, the lockdown, we've had COVID, we've had the everything that's been going on. Aside from that, everything else has kind of fallen apart across the fucking planet. You know, um, you know, we had you know the the BLM stuff last year. We had a lot of you know anti-gay and anti-trans stuff come out. We've had a lot of this. We've had a lot of that. A lot of infighting. A lot of this political crap. Blah 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 blah. And that is because, in my opinion, the arts were gone. So now it's like, okay, so what else can yeah. we do? Yeah. We can't celebrate as humans. Might as well fucking fight as humans. And that's what it felt like. You know, mm-hmm. music being the number one thing that we lost, because we still had Netflix, we still had Hulu, we still had HBO Max, we still had all these other things out there, you know, to use. But music and even opera and ballet you know, that type of art stuff was lost. And when you go to things like that, everyone is there for that one sole purpose, to enjoy the music and the artistic nature of it all. And when you're in that place, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, doesn't matter what, how old you are, what religion you are, male or female, doesn't matter. Because everyone's a family there to celebrate that art. That's what you're watching right in front of you. And because we couldn't do that, I feel that's one of the main reasons we had all the issues that we had. 100%. Yeah, totally. yeah I feel that. I understand that. I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I would agree too. I mean, and now people are coming back and like these shows that we've been playing have been, you know, a bunch of people have been coming out and just be like, we, we came, we drove three hours because we wanted to see you guys. And we, you know, mm-hmm. we had a fan that flew out from Arizona to come and tour with us. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is so cool because people aren't taking it for granted. They know that the community that they're coming into is, you know, you're all there to support each other and support everyone that's there. And it's just a release. It's a way to get away from things for a little bit and just relax and enjoy and, you know, be yourself for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. I mean, it's – I'm – beyond ecstatic to be able to celebrate again with basically my family um yeah because it is just it really is it's like 
it's transcendent above everything else. I mean, it really is. And when you're there celebrating with the, the fans, other fans, other family members, whatever, you know, to see that, it just brings a tear to my eye. I mean, I remember when I, the first show back I had, uh, which was uh, with, I saw Gemini Syndrome at HMAC, um, you know, like the moment the first band came on, which the band named Pushing Veronica, had no idea who they were, never heard of them ever. Mm. But they played their first chord. The person I was with almost started crying. I almost started crying. I was like, yes, <laughs> fucking music yeah. is back. That's amazing. <laughs> and it was, oh, yeah. it was great. I mean, I was ecstatic. And um, another thing, too, like I remember um, I was talking to a security guard before Bad Flower at Blue Ridge. And uh, he was talking about how, you know, their security firm normally does uh, rap shows and other types of, you know, things. And this was their first metal show that they ever did, were a part of. And they, none of them knew what to expect. But after that first night and that second night, they all got together and they all kind of uh, chilled out together. And they were like, this is the most family-friendly group of people we've ever met in our lives. <laughs> like, we, like, they all had this, you know, that... that that you know that notion of you know we're all devil worshiping assholes no we're <laughs> we're happy people who love angry music that's what we are and yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh yeah, so misunderstood it's so misunderstood but like you know just to hear that from this guy who like i said normally does rap concerts and stuff like that and he was just like this is the most family friendly bunch of people i've ever heard in my life and it's like i've never seen in my life and he was just like he was just like, thanks for being, you know, awesome. And I was like, cool, thanks, man. It was, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's great. I mean, it, again, it's for, for someone like me who suffers from serious mental illnesses, I'm, you know, I'm bipolar, I suffer from PTSD and also generalized anxiety disorder. Um, music is an escape from reality. And when I can't have it, I am down in the dumps. Um, it is like the one cure-all for me. Whether I listen to an extremely sad song just to be able to cry it out, or whether I'm just listening to some fucking heavy-ass breakdown songs to where I can just bang my head against the wall and just be like, okay, I feel better now, good to go, let's go. Um, but when... And I'm not the only one. And... Not at all. To see the the grouping of people that I saw, you know, at Blue Ridge and at Gemini Syndrome, and now I'm going to see this coming Saturday and however many shows I do do the rest of this year, including the one I'm producing, um, it's it really is a lifeline, and I I can't do anything else say anything else better than that. But it really truly is a lifeline and. Bands like yourselves and all these other bands that go out there, bust their ass, you know, work a nine to five, you know, and still find time to practice and still find time to tour and just all this other stuff, you know, just to be able to make it to the lengths of being able to, you know, make 50 grand each a year to where you don't have to worry about working. That's the type of people that are the backbone of this, this industry, especially now, you know, the, where, you don't need a label. You don't need this or that now because Spotify is your label or Apple Music is your label or Amazon is your label because you can – and then you decide what to do with it. You guys are the backbone of this fucking industry, and it's really great to finally see people like yourselves making their mark, and it's, it's really amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Thank you. 
And I think that like music, like you were saying with mental health, I think that like not only is going to a concert, like obviously the best release and the best getaway and everything, but I think for us too, we look at like when we write music, it's a lot of a coping mechanism for us to like, that's why we've, we've heard that our songs are relatable. And I feel like that's just because we're writing about how we actually feel and how like, and, you know, Brandon could talk about a lot of lyrics because he writes, mm-hmm. you know, most of the lyrics, but it, it's, it really is like a, a coping mechanism for us as well. So it's, it's a release for us as well to write the music and go out and play the music and be a part of that community. It's, it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very cathartic. I think when we, go in and we start writing stuff and I, this is i've harped on this before in a couple different talks that we've had um in other interviews but when it comes to like our, our like i always talk about writing music and then performing the music um for us like we feel that writing is really for us and our our, our own mental healing and our own um way of of getting over things and being able to express and paint the world is how we see it and maybe make it better for somebody or, or relate to somebody who who might be feeling what we're feeling and then when we play out, that's really for for them. That's for you, the fans, the people out there. Like obviously, we get that adrenaline, that rush of release. But like, um, you know, you play a show and you hear people sing your songs back, and that's such a beautiful moment. I think for us, but also for them, like to be able to share that experience and that pain and that happiness all together. It's such a unique thing that I think no other profession or no other. Um, I don't know, like music specifically in the arts. I feel like it's one of those things where people can really can connect in a way uh, you know uh, that's different uh, you know you look at like painting like obviously you connect to a painting or whatever but music you feel it you hear it you it's just it's like nothing else like it you know yeah. it's the greatest thing in the world yeah exactly that's all you can say I mean, like besides <laughs> my family and my friends i mean music is that one other thing that i really 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 truly love and even going down to the live aspect, being able to perform our music and like seeing the joy and the happiness, it brings other people and especially over this tour and the past couple of shows mm-hmm. has really been pretty freaking special. Um, and uh, I'm just so happy to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, what you just said um, really kind of resonated with me because I heard something similar last week, um, writing music for yourself. Um, and what you guys want to listen to and what you guys feel. Um, I was listening to, on the day that they released a new album, uh, Trivium, uh, Matt Heafy, the lead singer, was said that exact same thing. He goes, we go in there and we write music that we want to write, that we want to listen to. And if other people like it, great. If not, oh well. And he, and he said, he goes, I know that sounds selfish, but the thing about it is we're the ones that's got to live with that song. We're the ones that has to perform it you know, two, three, four hundred times a year, possibly. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you've got to make sure that you love what you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. it, and making sure that it's it's your lyric, it's your riff, it's your drum beat, it's, you know, whatever the case might be, it's got to fit the narrative of who you are as people um, in order mm-hmm. to make sure that the song resonates. Because if you're just up there, ring, you know, no offense to the pop people, even though I want to give them a lot of shit, you know, it's <laughs> it's hard. It's really, really hard because you're basically just acting at that point to yeah. to sing and dance and be emotional about somebody else's lyrics that you've got to go up there and read and, you know, sing. You know, <laughs> I, I get why it, it can be, you can be emotional about it because I get emotional about other people's songs all the time. But when mm-hmm. you're up there, however many times a year, singing somebody else's song, and you know they wrote this, they wrote that, they wrote this, and you're just up there performing it, you're eventually gonna get sick of it. 
And, yeah. you know, that's just my opinion on it. I, I might be completely wrong, but at the same time, when you're writing a song that you're passionate about um, and it resonates through you, other people are going to feel that as well. I mean, even, like I said, I just I want to shit on, you know, the pop industry because of that. But look at somebody like Miley Cyrus. You know, last year, or was it this year? I can't remember. She performed for the, uh, um, it was this year. So she performed for the, uh, um, the Super Bowl and the pre-show. And mm. she played Wrecking Ball for the 500th fucking time. And she fucking still cries every time she sings that damn song. Because that was her words, her lyrics, her everything. She put her heart and soul into that song. You know, um, you know, there's so many other people like that out there. And, you know, that's just one example. But when you can do that and you can make people feel it, it it's on another level. And that's when that transcendence happens. You know, when everything transcends to another level, when you can feel and you can look into the eyes of that lead singer. You can look into the eyes of the drummer or whatever the case might be and be like, fuck, I know exactly what they're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. we've always said that. Like, we want to write music that, you know, we feel... Like, I, I've always said that, like, Mogwa's music will be whatever we like. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, we, we will write what we're feeling because that's how you make it relatable. That's how people yeah. come up to you and be like, I, I do feel how you're fe- like feeling because that's what we were feeling in that moment. And so I think it's a crucial aspect of songwriting is to just be as honest with yourself and with, you know, your audience as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yet I felt that a lot in the song shapeless. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to it four times today on my way home. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, cause that's what I do when I, when I listen to a new single from a band that I'm about to interview, I'll listen to it three or four, five times sometimes, you know, in, mm-hmm. in on repeat because a couple of reasons, reasons, number one, if it's a really good song, I'm not going to listen to the lyrics the first time, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to sit there and kind of bob my head and jam. And then that second time I'm, I listen to a few of the lyrics, but then I kind of get lost in the music again. I'm like, fuck, this is really good. And then it's that finally that third time I start to listen and then at fourth time, I really listen. And then at fifth time, it really finally sits in. Um, but I, I really was kind of getting that feeling of, you know, there was definitely emotion. There was definitely passion. And there was definitely, a, you know, a, a little bit of a mental health message with that song as well. And it was very, very, it resonated with me hardcore. And it was just a really, really good song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think, Thank you. I think when we were writing these, this new stuff, I mean, it tended to be a little bit more darker than and a little bit more heavier than our last stuff, but that was what we were feeling at the time, especially with COVID and, you know, personal things that had happened to us. And we were kind of just in that mindset of like, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit of a departure, but you know, it's how we're feeling. It's how we're going to go about it. And I think shapeless is one of those songs that we were really, really pumped about leaving the studio because mm-hmm. it's just, there's a lot of rawness to it. And there's a, you could, you could, we, we kind of left it that way. Like there's a lot of like, you feel the emotion when Eric's singing because, you know, a lot of that stuff is what we were feeling at the time. And it's still mm-hmm. part of what we're feeling, you know? Yeah. It definitely has a lot to do with, uh, I think like Dalton said, like those personal traumas that you, that we all kind of experienced over the past couple of years, especially during COVID, but reflecting on that, I think that's one important thing to, to mention is uh, the time in the studio that we, that we had during COVID and that time away from playing shows and everything else in the world, like, actually like made us kind of sit down and you know break through that noise a little bit and really 
you know, think to ourselves, like, like, am I okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. kind of work through that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, I know that's, I know I, I laugh a little there, but, but for real, like, I really did give us that moment to kind of sit back and say, okay, like, what is it that we're feeling? How can we express that? Um, and I think Shapeless, I think Eric wrote the lyrics for that song, and, and I think he did a phenomenal job expressing what he had been dealing with. Um, and I think the best part about it is he's able to do it and make a really fucking catchy hook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just so damn good. I love it, you know? Yeah. Like, and, it was catchy. It's so cool people can do that. Yeah, you know, like it's so cool people are able to do that and be able to, you know, express themselves and also like, you know, make something that you can jam out to and dance to. And like, you know, it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah, and, and you guys said it. Um, it was a little bit darker, a little bit heavier than normal. And when I read the, the press release, you know, it said, you know, you know, emo-leaning alternative hard rock band or, or, or alternative rock band. I was like, okay, what am I going to get? And then I got that. I was like, "This is not that." <laughs> um, uh-huh. And uh, it, but like I said, I mean, it's a it's a good gateway song because I mean, yeah, you guys can go heavy, and then you know, obviously, you guys can do a little different stuff as well. But you know, for me, to, that was my introduction to you guys. I, I think that was a fantastic introduction, and I think a lot of people who are going to listen to this song. Um, are going to say the same thing is if, especially if they're the, you know, the metalheads that I, you know, hang around with or whatever else, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it really kind of grabs you and brings you in and makes me want to know, you know, more about you guys, which I think I've done a pretty damn good job of figuring out who the hell you guys are the last 40 minutes. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, but that's awesome. I mean, it, it really, really did resonate with me and I, I can't say uh, thank you enough because that's just a really fucking amazing song. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole reason we're, we're doing this is, you know, to have people listen and resonate with it. I mean, that's the whole reason you'd get into music. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think that this latest stuff is going to and the stuff that's coming out. And it's weird because we go to we have a show and it's like we have our lighter stuff and we have our medium mm-hmm. stuff and then we have our heavy stuff. And it's like we, we just want to mm-hmm. give that full experience to people. And I think that that's shapeless is one of those ones that we were really, really happy about how it came out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I love bands that can uh, do that, you know, that can take you on a, a wave, you know, of, you know, that musical experience. One of my favorite bands, and I just got to see him last Wednesday, um, is uh, Kill Switch Engage. Oh, oh hell yeah. Um, so I just, I watched them last week with, uh, on the Slipknot Road Tour, which was a phenomenal fucking show. Um, mm. But I, what I love about Kill Switch is, they can they take you on this roller coaster ride of emotion and you know hardcore to okay we're gonna sing every fucking word and it's when again it 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 helps bring out that rawness of you know a the musicians but also the fans because it, it gives them a different side of it because when you're in the car and you're you know just ro- scrolling through songs you might get 10 15 heavy songs in a row followed by you know a couple of slow ones but when you're at like a Kill Switch show or, you know, however many other bands I could probably name that are like this, it, it takes you up and then it brings you down and it takes you up and then brings you down. And by the end of it, you're like, I don't know whether the cry fart or shit, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's and I, so I love that you guys do that as well, because it really, you know, it makes me miss the makes me kick myself for the fact that I missed you guys here in D.C. not too long ago. Um <laughs> 
Because <laughs> now it's like, damn it. Okay, now I need to book you on one of my shows because I need to see this <laughs> shit live. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think with our live shows, we really try to take people on that journey, like on that up and down. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're taking you through a journey of, of our lives, basically. Like, that's what you're listening to. And that's why we try to, like, you know, we really focused on how we structured our set and how we went about ourselves on stage. And I feel like that's be- we want to create that journey and that experience. I think that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really fucking is. So, you guys again are playing this coming Saturday in Onietta. Where the fuck is that at? Onietta, New York, babe. That's it. I think it's like upstate New York. Is it upstate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this coming Saturday, the 23rd, Onietta, New York at the Black Oak Tavern. And then is that it for you guys for the rest of the year? You guys got some more stuff to announce. Uh, we, oh, we yeah, got plenty we got to some announce. more stuff. <laughs> Let me, uh, I'll, I'll drop something. Okay, so November 5th, we are at HMAC opening for the Spill Canvas and Kulik, your boy Kulik, who you mentioned at yeah. the beginning. Um, so fun for that. And uh, then we'll be in Philadelphia on the 6th at the Grape Room. And on the 7th, we'll be at the Depot in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, then on November 14th, we are opening for Secondhand Serenade at uh, the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I think uh, The Dangerous Summer and Say We Can Fly is also on that. Um, nice. And then we'll have a record release show um, in Scranton, Pennsylvania on December 17th. Uh, nice. Yeah. We're excited about that. So Awesome. Very, very awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually getting ready to talk to Jacob here in the next hour and eight minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's Thursday with the episodes Thursday. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, um, I've had Jacob on the show now like four or five times. So, um, oh, awesome. I, I fucking love that guy. So I'm looking forward to yeah. talking to him again. It's been I haven't had him on since April, so I'm looking forward to talking to him mm. again. Um, oh, sweet. But yeah. Um, so you guys are playing HMAC on summer, I mean, November 5th, which is fantastic. Um, I love that fucking venue. Um, so do we. Yeah. So cool. So yeah. Cool. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm producing a show there in December, uh, a Toys for Tots benefit. Um, so so that I'm, awesome. I'm really Great. looking forward to that. Um, cool. two, uh, awesome. two Pennsylvania bands, uh, Never Wake uh, is headlining. And then another band, uh, 570, is going to be on that one as well. That's uh, sweet. Ooh, and cool. and then uh, another and then a local band to me um, down here in Northern Virginia Maryland area, um, Waters Deep will be playing, and then another band out of Richmond Virginia Artusia will be playing, and then um, a, a, another gentleman by the name of Awesome Ray Ray will be performing as well. So I got a it's a five fucking bands on Wednesday December eighth. Um, it's amazing. I cannot wait for that. Um, I love that. The first, my first show I've ever produced, so I'm really, really excited. I hope it goes well. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I and I plan to do six next year, so I'm gonna have to. Great. I'm gonna have to get you guys on one of them. Hell yeah. Definitely ready. (laughs) Yeah, they're all gonna be uh, local to between you and I. So I'm gonna try to you know show off the what this area can do, what the mid-Atlantic area can do. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. totally, totally. But um, I can't wait to see you guys um, in person. I'm try, definitely try to be out to one of these shows you guys are going out to. I might have that to the November 5th show. Who knows? Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Let's see Jacob, too. It'd be great. Yeah, um, yeah it'd be awesome. Yeah. Actually, you know what? what? When is that? 
Friday. It's it Friday. I think it starts. At, I think it starts at five o'clock because there's another show <coughs> upstairs that night. It's like a wild night, the HMAC. Like I know, I have a feeling that that's just gonna be a crazy evening for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, Friday. So yeah, I'll probably definitely be out that way. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. Yeah, so, we'll have to get everybody together. Cool, like us, everybody. You know, we'll do a little. A little a suck it recap. Hell yeah. Suck it recap. Maybe cheers of brew. It sounds good to me. Right? Um, but yeah, I mean, so if you guys are in the area um, of New York or, you know, Pennsylvania, coming up here in the next couple weeks, please make sure you check these guys out. You will not regret it. Um, these guys are just fucking amazing. Um, and I cannot wait to meet you guys in person. But I, I think I'll definitely head out to that November 5th show. There we go. Yeah, let's go. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah, so um until you guys see you know, I see you guys there. I hope you guys in, um enjoy the rest of your your month. Your you have a great Halloween and uh you know, I hope everything else goes good for you guys. Same oh, to you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. So much, Derek. Yeah. Hey, no problem. It's my pleasure, guys. Hey, it's my pleasure. You guys are welcome here anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> thank, um, you. thank you. Absolutely. So uh, enjoy your show this coming Saturday, and we'll talk again soon, all right? Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much. And for everybody else, please come back again tomorrow for the band that's headlining the December 8th show. Tickets on sale now. Link in the bio. Um, Neverwake will be on the show tomorrow night. But until then, guys, everybody, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you all later. Peace.